we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Today, I have with me a gentleman by the name of Mike Koenigs. Here's what Tony Robbins had to say about my guest today. Mike is an extraordinary man. He's brought me insights on how to reach people on the internet that are so valuable. This is a man you should deal with. Take advantage of what he has to offer. That's from the words from the mouth of Tony Robbins. Mike is known for being a media master who knows how to help his international clients get attention, create premium brands, and elevated status in days. So Brian and I met Mike through a mastermind that we are part of, and he has helped us to kind of create this next level dream architect life immersive program that's really been pulling on Brian's heartstrings. That's been a calling of his for quite a while. So Mike is who helped us really bring that vision to life. Uh, As a serial entrepreneur, investor, judge on entrepreneur.com's Elevated Pitch TV show, 13 times best-selling author, co-host of the Capability Amplifier podcast with strategic coach founder, Dan Sullivan, who you've heard us reference, Dan, quite a bit, and the big leap with business sage and New York Times best-selling author, author Gay Hendricks. That is, that, that's a mouthful right there. Uh, Mike has five business exits, two to publicly traded companies. His first was Digital Cafe, one of the first digital marketing agencies in the world, sold to IPG, the Interpublic Group. His two SaaS companies, Traffic Geyser and Instant Customer, were sold to a publicly traded company. His most recent business sale was You Everywhere Now to a private buyer. Welcome, Mike Koenigs, founder of the Superpower Accelerator. Welcome, Mike. I am so excited to have you here today. Me too. Always, always, always fun. So uh, let's get the show on the road, shall we? Let's do this. So Mike, obviously we've we've gone through the official bio, talked a little bit about all the great things that you've accomplished, but who is Mike Koenigs? Give us a little peek behind the scenes. Can I, can I, what drove you to this point? Why are you helping people in the way you're helping people today? Well, I am a serial entrepreneur who grew up in a little tiny town called Eagle Lake, not too far from where you are. And I've gone through the challenges of reinventing myself many times, building and selling businesses. And I realized what I'm really good at doing is starting and launching companies. I don't like running them. And now what I do is I help founders who want their next act. I help them create a business they'll love for the rest of their lives. And um, I feel like 
I found my uh, magic place helping people really figure out how to spend all their time inside their superpower. Beyond that, I've uh, been married 22 years. I've got a 20-year-old son and live in beautiful San Diego now. Mm. I mean, San Diego right now, especially as we're recording this, a pretty beautiful place to be compared to maybe, you know, Fairmont or Eagle Lake or anywhere around. <laughs> it is very pretty, very sunny today. And um, I really love it here. I definitely resonate with that Southern Cal West Coast vibe. Mm, uh, amen. Oh, just gorgeous place. So, mm-hmm. you know, Mike, one thing that that I know Brian and I have both found you know, so fascinating and invigorating about the work that you do is that you truly have this uncanny ability to help people realize the what's next. And Mm -hmm. a lot of times, you know, within our listeners, within our client base at Sweet Financial, we work with a lot of business owners. We work with a lot of like entrepreneurial spirited people who are trying to uncover what that next chapter looks like. So walk me through a little bit of your methodology, like how you pull that out of people and how you help them realize that next step. Okay. Well, I think the, I like to ask people a few questions. And one of them is I say, choose any one of these three questions and answer it, which is what I really want to do is dot, 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 or the reason I'm doing what I'm doing is so that I can dot, 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 or if I could spend 99% of my time doing what I love to do and I'm best at creating value, it is blank, okay? And I I make that a multiple choice question because which question you answer is just as important as how you answer it. And very often I find people spend their time, they're like, well, I started this company or I'm doing what I'm doing, but what I really want to do is, and it's funny how we set that aside sometimes for decades, doing what we are doing so that we can be free to do what we really want to do. And what I found is, you know, our greatest satisfaction comes from, first of all, figuring it out, what we're, what we're best at. But also, at some point, we do what we do and we create a business around it or we have a business, whatever it may happen to be. At some point, we outgrow who we are, what we do, why we do it, who we do it for. And we forget to upgrade ourselves because we stay in our comfort zone. I call it poopy diaper syndrome. But you know, when you're when you're around a little kid, right, and they poop their pants, they just become immune to it. And they'll even be in denial of their poopy diaper and run away from you. And it's like, no, you smell, but we get used to our own smell. And uh, we also get we we fall in love with our status quo, but that's what burns us up. And I think we have to really respect our natural need to evolve and grow or we get stale and stagnant. I like to ask a lot of questions around that. And, and oftentimes I ask some Dan Sullivan questions as well, which is, you know, if uh, we met here three years from today, what needs to happen for you to feel you know, happy about our progress. Uh, And the other one is like, what dangers are preventing you from getting there? Why don't you have it yet? And then what opportunities do you wish you could take advantage of that you can't? And then finally, again, it's back to the superpower question, your strengths. But I like to frame it as your superpower. And I found that if I can just ask four questions, I can get right to the core and the heart of things. Mm. 
So Mike, as you're talking about this, there's so many people that I can think of who have, and this is something we encourage in some capacity, who have this desire for a multifaceted, multi-purpose retirement. And I use the Mm -hmm. term retirement, not by the traditional sense of, you know, I'm quitting something and I'm going to go, but get put out to pasture. It's more so of looking at that what's next. So what do you say to somebody who, you know, those questions that you just laid out, they have multiple things that they're chasing, multiple Mm -hmm. shiny objects that they're super passionate about. How do you help them narrow the focus? You know, so the methodology I've created revolves around six steps and we call them six M's. So it's mindset, which are your non-negotiable values. And I like to ask those questions like what, and and a good way to frame it is, is I, I, for example, will not work with anyone who I know my wife won't like them. (laughs) Okay. So I can tell that right away. Will Vivian want to have dinner with this person, find them fascinating, interesting, integrity-based, values-driven? And she is not driven by money and and having stuff. She is very much like, what impact do you create? What do you love? What do you love is what she always asks. What would you love? And um, someone who can't communicate and express on that level wouldn't wouldn't pass the test. So anyway, there's but we all have non-negotiables. Another one for me is no aggravation. So if I know a person, place, or thing would create aggravation or be aggravating, I don't want to be around that energy. <clears throat> so we start with the mindset or your non-negotiable values, then the market, which is who do you want to be a hero to? Again, that's using Dan Sullivan language. But if I often say, if you could work with someone that you know you could create incredible value for, you genuinely love them, what they stand for, who they are, and you and your significant other or spouse would actually go on a trip together. So a couple's trip and and love spending time with them. They'd travel well and you know you could create great value. Um, That's another important way of looking at things. So if you could work only with people you love, and then you'd have a lifestyle compatible business model that would pay you what you feel you're worth. Um, So you'd never be resentful of doing the work and you'd feel rewarded. And for some people, the idea of charging $10,000 for something like that feels like a lot. For someone else, a million dollars might feel like a lot or even more. And I like to say to someone, I ask this question, do you know the fastest way to make a billion dollars? And if I asked you that, what would your answer be? Uh, Well, I feel like I'm cheating here because I know what answer you're going through. But the first Mm -hmm. thing I would say is probably adding value to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the, what I always say is the fastest way to make a billion, a billion dollars is to help a billionaire make 10. And sometimes I, in fact, just had this happen yesterday. I had someone reach out to me and say, Hey, I really want to work with you. I read your book blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, what's your dream? What's your vision? And this person was like, I wrote this book and I want to help single parents and I want to help a million people. And as nice as that sounds, I didn't say it like this, but what I want to say is that's stupid. And let me tell you why, because chances are you haven't sold a hundred copies of your book. And when I dug into it, it's like I've given away 300 and it's like, you can't help a million until you've helped one first and then a 10 and then a hundred, then a thousand. It doesn't work that way. And you got to be willing to put in 
10 hard years and grind like crazy to, to do a million of anything. Okay. Versus if you just helped one person and it better be help you first. And if you're not already rich or wealthy from whatever your message is, you haven't even, you haven't solved the first problem yet. You're completely unproven. I think that's the key is, is if you could help one person and you could create massive value and be rewarded what you know you're worth times 10. Okay. It has to be an uncomfortable number. The, the answer lies somewhere in there. Um, so again, I designed a business model around that. And then finally, what are, what's the message? What are the words you need to say to get someone to raise their hand and say, I'm in. And then it leads to the media, which is, you know, what, how do the, how are they influenced? Are they people who subscribe and listen to podcasts? Do they read books? Do they watch television? Do they listen to radio or whatever it is? You've got to meet them where they are. And then finally, there's little multipliers to get you from point A to point B. So I probably overcomplicated that, but that's that's a rundown of the six steps and what they are. Mm, I don't think that's complicated at all. And and Mike, there's something that you know kind of ruminates or, or keeps coming into my head here is that you know a lot of times when you're talking about these these big numbers, right? Whether it's you know what what somebody's charging for their services, the reach that they're trying to get, you know, a lot of times we've seen it where people will master their craft, the, the thing that they've been doing for forever. They could do it in their mm -hmm. sleep. They know how to produce results. They know how to craft opportunity for the people that they've served to this point. But it can be really stinking scary when they look at this next chapter. They've got mm -hmm. these big ambitions. They have this vision for who they want to help. They have a vision for, for what they want to be doing or spending their time, but they'll do something to sabotage themselves, something to yeah. get in their own way. So where are you seeing uh, maybe mm -hmm. the areas of sabotage? How do you get past that? How do you move through that so that you don't cut yourself off at the knees Whoa. from really what you're put on this earth to do? Yeah. So- First of all, it's a really, really, really good question. And I'm going to tell you what happens. And I'll give you the answer first. The answer comes down to skin in the game mm. is, is the solution. So what you've got to do is find a way to get someone to make a commitment and then put so much skin in the game that for them to quit it's so painful they can't run away from whatever that thing is. Now, here's what I found the real problem is. And so, and and I happen to love to sell. What I'll do is I'll walk someone through a sales process. So if they come to me and they say, hey, I really want to work together or I want what you have, but this works in any business, so it'll happen for you too. And you'll guide them through a process and you'll, listen to them and then you'll make a proposal for whatever the offer is. And then let's say they say yes. And I ask like, where are you on a scale one to 10? How committed are you? And they'll be like, well, I'm a 10 for sure. I'm all in. Be great. So here's what to do next. Here's what the investment is. We'll follow up with a little bit of paperwork. And then they're like, great, great. I'm on it. And then they ghost you. Okay. Mm. And the reason why they ghost is because they can finally see a solution and an answer to their prayers. It's sort of like they're living in the dream and the dream is more uncomfortable than their poopy diapers, than their Ooh. status quo. And so 
I have a strategy now that I do this in full transparency. I'll say, now I'm going to just tell you right now, you say you're in and that's great. So here's what we're going to do next. And I'm going to make a challenge to you, which is so that we operate in hundred percent integrity. And I'll tell them I, it's, it's not uncommon for someone when they finally see that they're going to achieve their dream and that together we're going to get there. We're going to collaborate to create your, your perfect vision, your new business and whatever your, your future life is. What I want to do is make sure that we schedule a time 24 hours from now or 48 hours where we're going to have a conversation and you'll have done what you say you're going to do um, to check in. And I want you to be committed to doing that and make an agreement. And I will just tell you right now, I will never work with someone who doesn't keep their word and do what they say they're going to do. So if you ghost me, if you don't show up, I will banish you from my life forever. There are no second chances because you're in or you're out. And if you don't keep your word, I absolutely will not work with you. I will not help you. Are we clear? Now, what you really want to do is um, have them put some skin in the game, which is be, you know, to move forward. There's a $5,000 deposit. I'll take that right now. If you don't show up for any reason, I'm going to keep your money because mm. I know you're not a person of your word and there needs to be some pain. And I'll tell you the reason I'm doing this. I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it so that you feel massive discomfort for not keeping your word and and I'm not going to chase you around. I'm not going to follow you around. And from this day forward, that will never happen to you either. While you're under my care, no one will be around you who doesn't keep their word. It'll force you to keep your word and operate with that level of integrity. And I'll make sure you never waste your time chasing people around who don't keep their word. And that's an important, important lesson because I've found that people who complain about not being able to charge enough or people not respecting them or, or, or they're, they're the ones who are creating that energy. They're creating that behavior in the first place. Life and the universe is a, just a giant mirror. You get exactly what you deserve because of who you are. There's this underlying theme that we talk about a lot on the podcast here, Mike, and you've, you've hit on this hot button a little bit, and that's you know, the importance of who you're surrounding yourself in your life. So you're laying out there, you know, how you can kind of help people move through that self-sabotage of the dream being scarier mm -hmm. than, than, than what their reality is, um, or being yeah. maybe hard or perceived that way or whatever. But, you know, I want you to talk about, because you've really built your life to surround yourself with people who fill you up, who get you energized, mm -hmm. who get you excited. So can you talk a little bit about, how you've seen that change people's lives when they make that commitment to go all mm -hmm. in, to put themselves in rooms with the right people who can actually help them get what they want in life, the impact mm -hmm. you're seeing there. I'll give you a case study of someone who I don't know if you've met yet. Have you met Chuck Boyce yet? B -O -Y -C -E? uh, yes. Yep. Okay. Yep, you I did have. because I know I, okay, great. So he's a, he's a really interesting example and I'll, I'll give you the backstory. So I've known Chuck now for almost 15 years. Um, so he's been a, a client and um, we reconnected recently and we're like, Hey, what's been going on? What's been happening? He goes, Oh man, finally 
a company is about to build by my business and it's been 15 years and I'm so ready to be out from underneath this thing. And it turned out it's a major, it's a very big publicly traded company in the legal space. So I'm like, great. Well, what are you, you going to do next? What's your next act? And he goes, that's why I wanted to talk to you. Really want to figure that out. And I want to figure it out before the deal is done. And one of the things that smart founders know is if they don't have their next act figured out and, and have it in place, it's really easy to get lazy and complacent. And, you know, if you got an eight figure payout, you know, you'll walk away with the money and it's, if you haven't gotten back in the game within about six to eight months, it's statistically proven that your chances of ever being successful before, if you lose your momentum is very, very low mm -hmm. um, because you're like, you get a bad case of the don't want us or alcoholism or all kinds of other bad habits that, that start when, when you're too comfortable. So anyway, <clears throat> I said, great, let's get together and work on this. So we ended up designing a new business. It's called data And, um, the basic idea is he helps companies monetize their digital exhaust, something that you don't even know half the time, and also has a very unique way of being able to identify prospects and customers based upon intent-based searches, which basically means anytime you're at the Google console and you type something in, let's say you're looking for wealth manager, uh, Southern Minnesota, you could capture all of that all of those searches attached to the person searching for them without them actually leaving Google. You don't have to pay per click to get them to your site and then figure out how to convert them. You can in fact get all their demographic, psychographic, their income, their net worth, whether or not they're a homeowner or not, and then reach out to them within 15 minutes of them doing the search. And this is using what's known as first party data. Pretty wild. So, I introduced him to a guy who I've known for a while, who I knew was planning on leaving a firm he was at. I said, I think you guys would get along. There's some great collaborations here. He immediately went out and they closed a $35 million deal. Crazy, wow. right? And right now they're on a run rate. They think they'll have done a hundred million dollars within one year of us building this, launching this business. And so the the bottom line is. I think, you know, what matters most is creating consistent momentum and the secret to creating anything is role-playing inside your mind. It's playing let's pretend. It's playing, it's improv which is all based upon the premise of yes and. Mm -hmm. So if you say something, I go, yes, and imagine if we, ba 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 what if, let's pretend, and you start playing that back and forth as though you're in front of a real audience. And you know when you hit that resonant frequency where the audience says, yes, that's what I want. You have to intimately know them. But I really believe that you can imagine your way into creating anything. So I don't know if I answered your question right now. So if you re-ask it, I can be a little more poignant. But the what winds up happening here is you can imagine your way into and create anything. I think manifestation begins with a dream and it takes form when you are serving the needs of someone else. Mm. No, Mike, I think that absolutely answers it. And 
you know, you bring up so many good points there in that example of Chuck. So somebody listening to this right now can be hearing those numbers going, wow, that's incredible. Uh, I didn't even know that was possible within that first year of business. And Mike, in this case, a couple of weeks, it was insane. You know, he called me up and he said, I will hard net more before the end of this year than I did from the sale of the business that I've been building for 15 years. Wow. I was like, congratulations, brother. Should have, I should have, I should have negotiated points on that on the front end, but uh, oh, that's okay. Gosh. Hindsight's 2020. No, Oops. you know, I think, Mike, something that I think you're very fortunate and, and, and you yourself completely live into this is you're a, you're a huge thinker. So that's something mm. that I know Brian and I appreciate about you is that there's no boundaries. There's no limits to your thought process and your thinking. And you see possibility and opportunity that, you know, sometimes sits right in front of people's faces that they can't even, mm -hmm. they don't realize they're too close to it. They're too close to their self, their, themselves. They're too close to their own dreams, their own possibilities for the future. So a little bit more of a personal spin on this, but mm -hmm. Mike, for somebody who, who absolutely dreams big, thinks big, all of that, what does dreaming big mean to you personally? Mm. Well, the, the phrase we love, there's a blue ocean, there's a red ocean. Okay. Yeah. So the blue ocean strategy is being able to look at out in the ocean. And like we did this together when we were together, I always say, let's stand on the balcony. Let's look into the ocean and imagine that it represents all of God's love, abundance, possibility, potential, knowing that everything that's in there could represent everything you'd ever desire and want or need for the rest of your life and anyone you care about too. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to receive all that abundance? Are you willing to open up your heart to feel it fully and receive it right now? And I think what we're trained to do is not get our hearts broken by dreaming big and experiencing a lack or a failure or for us to be not enough, to run out, to not be enough. And something that Vivian, my wife, told me once, so she's been doing work in Africa for 17 years and in Uganda when she started raising money to build schools and hospitals and eventually do this work on the ground and basically preventing early child, forced child marriage, girls being sold, being effectively sex slaves with old men and oftentimes who give them HIV and then they, they either die of HIV, childbirth, or you know, or basically have a whole bunch of babies and they eventually die that way. I mean, something horrible happens to them, two thirds. And she said, so Sister Ernestine, who she's worked with on the ground, once told her something because she said, what's the hardest thing for you? What's the worst thing? She goes, you know, we have a lot of white people come here and they make big promises. Their hearts are touched and they say they're going to do something and then we never hear from them again. We don't die of disease or starvation. We die of broken hearts. Mm. And I was like, oh. You know, it's, it's, I think death by despair, slow despair is the worst way to die. And that's when you've got a song inside you that's never been sung, a book inside you that's never been written, a vision or a dream that 
for whatever reason, you couldn't muster the courage because you're so afraid to, to leave your little uncomfortable hell because it's the one, you know, and, um, I happen to believe that we are uh, divine beings and we are eternal and that we learn how to fear. It's not the way we're brought into the world. We're in fact, little fearless angels. We have to remind ourselves that every single day that the fear is just an illusion. Mm. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm almost rendered a little speechless by, by that example. Cause if you think about it, you know, what Vivian's doing and continuing to go back and contribute so much of herself and help her realize her own dream of, of impact. I mean, that has Mm -hmm. to be a core value of hers to be able to commit herself like that. So Mike, I, I think about your own journey and the different struggles. I mean, you've had some, some health stuff you've had, you know, just like any of us, there's different things that go the way you maybe hope they wouldn't or, or wouldn't have Mm -hmm. expected them to go. You know, you tend to be at face value, this very optimistic possibility focused guy, but we all know people hit ruts and they hit hard spots. Mm -hmm. So when Mm -hmm. you go into those places, what are some of the practices that you put into play to get yourself refocused, to get yourself back in the game? Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have or your parents maybe had or your coworkers. Your best dream, the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the Dream Architecture Book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. So first of all, I do believe in preventative measures first. It's a lot, it's a hell of a lot better to not get sick first. So first of all, just to resolve the what the hell happened to them. For folks who don't know my backstory, I was diagnosed 10 years ago with stage three colorectal cancer and uh, I was bleeding out of my butt and my wife, I'd said, oh, and I, I was like, I have put put it off because uh, bleeding hemorrhoids ran in the family. My dad had them and I thought that's mm-hmm. all it is. And it had happened to me before. And Vivian said, people who bleed out of their butts have cancer. Get in there and get that thing checked right now or you're dead. And that's exactly what the doctor said after I came out of my colonoscopy. That the first one I missed because I was an, an idiot and I didn't do the proper prep and, and I had to wait another three months, which basically meant by the time they found it, the doctor came out and he said, I don't need a biopsy to know what you need. You need to take care of business, get your affairs in order, go meet a surgeon or you're a dead man in six months. I've seen this so many times with guys like you and I'm like 46 years old at the time. You know, a little bit of prevention and doing some diagnostics goes a long way. And so one of my little diagnostics that I practice all the time is I have first principles that I live by. One of my first principles, for example, are no a-holes. I just have no a-holes in my life. And I have a family member who's an a-hole and I've just like, just because they're my family doesn't mean I have to have loyalty to that kind of negative rotten energy. So I don't have loyalty to a-holes of any sort. And I don't make it my problem um, if someone chooses to be a negative, angry, rotten person. It's just like that. I believe that 
energy is acidic and it's your responsibility to prevent it from entering your sacred sphere. Uh, another one of my first principles is no aggravation. So I always make a test. If this person plays their thing, will ever create more than 5% aggravation. I don't let them in or I banish them for life. Not my problem. Not going to make it my problem. You choose whether or not you allow drama. And someone's always got a reason why an excuse why they, why they let little a-holes and aggravation sources or antagonism to enter their life. And I believe that destroys your life force and your energy. So if you don't want to get disease, don't swim in toilets. You know, it's like I don't do social media for that exact same reason. So I think that's the first step. The second is to answer your question, you know, what do I do when I'm in a in a rut? I definitely go through these moments where, um, and they're not moments, they can be extended periods. When I'm blah, like right now, when I'm engaged and creative, like we are right now, this is heaven to me. I mean, I, I love working with smart, creative, curious people. You're a smart, creative, curious person. So working with you and Brian is is a delight. And then you need downtime. And sometimes I think for when you expend an enormous amount of creative energy, you have to just learn to expect that there's going to be these down cycles. And I can remember when I was a teenager, especially like I was, you know, I mean, I got a 20 year old kid. Zach goes through these dark phases and it's incredibly painful to watch as a parent. You're a parent, you know how your kids go through these little phases or when you're yeah. a teen with angst and you don't know who you are yet. And you're so afraid of rejection or um, will I ever find someone who will like me for who I am and love like all that icky stuff. I think you've got to get incredibly good at learning how to predict your own reactions and your responses and owning them. And so I spend my other conscious time. I watch a lot of movies I, I do consume a lot of media. I didn't watch television for 25 years. I consumed, I didn't read a newspaper for over 20 um, because I knew it, it affected me so negatively that I'd, I'd turn into an a-hole. And I know some people who could ge genuinely not, you know, they, they don't know how to extricate themselves because it's an addiction. So I think it's learning what your addictions are. I think that's probably my, my short answer. If I would have, if mm. I wouldn't have thought through it, a very wise man told me, if you want to know what you're, what you're addicted to, pay attention to what you lie about. Oof. And we lie all the time until we don't. Hmm. I mean, that's a whole, that could be a whole other conversation right there. That is an episode, my friend. That is an episode. That is an episode. And, you know, I sit here, you know, and you think about these things. And we, we've talked about this before about like workaholism being the accepted form of addiction. Yeah. You know, Genius Network, the group we're both involved with, they talk about that all the time about how, mm -hmm. you know, I, I catch myself where my kids will be like, Mom, you're clearly reading an email. Mom, I can see mm -hmm. what you're doing right now. And you're like, Nope, nope, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm done. It's like, no. <laughs> That's, that's I'm a, a little addict. I'm yeah. a little addict. Yeah. So th those things are, are, are so real. So, you know, Mike, yeah. I, th the reason that we like conversations with somebody like you is you're bringing ideas and really 
breathing life back into people, people mm. that maybe think this chapter is closing their, their purpose, their identity, you know, what they've, what they've done up to this point, mm. it, it's, it's kind of all in the past. And you're somebody who brings people into the future. And I think mm. that's really powerful. And, and for a little background, you know, I, I talked about this in the intro, but you know, Mike is the inspiration behind the platform that Brian and I uh, are launching in 2023. You know, mm. we're, we're helping people focus on health and longevity in a preventative way. We're helping people uncover their purpose and decide to participate in their legacy versus waiting until they're gone, cultivating mm -hmm. experiences, all these cool things. And, and that wouldn't have come about without your help, Mike. So we're forever mm -hmm. grateful for you and what you do and what we witness you help so many people with. So mm. on that note, I want you to talk about number one, your book, because uh, I think there's mm -hmm. a ton of value packed there, but also what you're excited about. What are you working on right now? Well, so I'll answer the book thing. So the book is called Your Next Act, and it's it's all about creating a business you'll love for the rest of your life. That's the subtitle. And to me, it was a response for a dark time I went through five years ago when I realized I'd outgrown who I was, what I did, why I did it, who I did it for. And I didn't have like the reason why we all need coaches is because we can't stare inside our own belly buttons and understand what's going on. I pay for five coaches. OK, I invest well over a quarter million a year on my own coaching because I need it. Mm. And in turn, I think it's made me an excellent coach. I can genuinely look at anyone in the eyes and say, I believe I'm the best in the world at what I do. And what lights me up is to help other people find and discover what they can be their own category of one, the best in the world at what they do and find a way to reach more people who they can help. And so that's the book and what it's about. There is a mechanical process that consistently creates measurable results. And so in the case of you and Brian, what I do right now is do a little research, have a conversation with people and say, you know, what, you know, what would you love? What do you believe your next act would be or should be and ask some questions to get down to like the nitty gritty, the soul level. What is your purpose? Where could you have the maximum impact? And at the same time, respecting the fact that what that is now might change five or 10 years from now. So you want to be able to build in freedom, lifestyle inside of this. So you've got lots of room to explore while you're evolving and respecting that soul's desire for constant expansion. And then we find a way to make that real and make it true. And um, we do it in, in a week, in a workshop, and then provide additional support throughout the year. So in your case, what you and Brian have is amazing. There's an enormous amount of social proof you know, one of the objectives is how do we spend more time with our highest level, most abundant minded clients? And we discovered a way to give that right fit person the one thing money can't buy, which is more life and do it quickly and extending lifespans and then being able to bring 
the dream architect into that fold. And to me, it represented, I think, the obvious next evolution. I'd like to say my goal and is to be in service to create the next version of you and how you can serve and create the most abundance and uh, be in service and be rewarded generously in ways that hopefully are 10 times bigger than you've ever dreamed you could ask for. Mm, I think that is so beautiful. So Mike, obviously your book is, is available on Amazon. Uh, but if people want to grab a copy, is there other ways, how can people get a hold of you to see how you might be able to help them going forward in their next chapter? Sure. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to give all your listeners, viewers, readers, um, the book for free is my gift. So it's my gift to you and Brian and, and to them. You can get it by going to paidforlife.com slash dream more. And that's a special link. So I know it came from you. And so you'll get a copy of the book for free. And there's an opportunity if you're a right fit, there'd be a, a place where you can book a conversation. So you'll describe where you are, what you want in your own life. And then we can decide if we'd be a right fit for each other as well. Awesome. Well, Mike, I do have one more question that I like to ask all of our guests. Mm -hmm. It's what haven't I asked you that I should have? Mm, man, that is a great question. Recently read a book that you probably have read as well. It was recommended by Dan Sullivan and it's the new Peter Zion book. And it is called, I'm looking it up right now. So it's Peter, and his last name is spelled, it's pronounced Zion, but it's Z-E-I-H-A-N. And the name of the book is The End of the World is Just the Beginning. And I just finished reading it, and I stuttered, studied Peter's uh, work. Also, the guy who was his uh, master, I guess, for decades, he really taught him what he talks about. But it's really about, this is going to sound dark, but it's actually really, really interesting. It's mapping the collapse of globalization. And it's basically about how our world is changing. And ultimately, he predicts that the United States is going to continue to be the strongest country in the world for a long time to come. But we're also entering a massive shift. And I think the, the reason it's relevant is right now, more than ever, is a time to have a really strong personal brand and be able to share a message and be able to create profound effects with people who want prof profound things to happen. And I think we really have to decide who we want to serve and what kind of value we create so that you could live anywhere in the world and not require any infrastructure or support and be fine. And so I think being a global citizen of value is now more important than ever before. And to be able to think collectively, but be able to live and act in a sovereign way. And that was one of my big takeaways from it. I guess the, the question to ask that would lead to that answer is, what's something we can do right now to learn more and operate with the highest degree of sovereignty? And I think being a sovereign individual is critically important that yes, we're members of whatever country you live in and you're a member of whatever it is, but holy cow, 
It's a big world. You can touch and communicate with almost anyone today. Um, and what are you going to do about it? Mm. That was an exceptional answer to that final, that final question. So I have not read that book yet, but I am going to check it out because that sounds Oof. fascinating to me. Oh, it's so yummy. I and uh, you really learn a lot about history and geopolitics in a way that's super entertaining and engaging. And he has a great YouTube channel too. Excellent. Well, Mike, I am so grateful for you to spend your time with us, with our audience today. It's been wonderful mm. having you. I adore you. And Brian, I love what you guys are doing. It's great to collaborate together. And all I hope is that we get to do more and more of it. Awesome. That sounds wonderful, Mike. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Be sure to like, and subscribe. So you're the first to know anytime new content drops, we'll catch you right back here next time. Thank you for listening to the dream architect life podcast where money and mindset meet with Brian sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.